Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We have had quite the response from our past episodes, and I am super excited that you all are sharing your stories. Keep them coming in, because I would not be able to do this show without your support. So it's really an honor, Lip Talk Nation, for me to be your host. On our most recent episode, we had Diane Lee, who was inspired to give for her 50th birthday by riding across the country on her bike to raise awareness on a grander scale for 50 different causes. She shares some very powerful tips on how to focus on others. If you haven't had a chance to catch our previous episodes, visit liptalknation.com and there you'll find more resources such as our blog, coaching, and much, much more for you all to live a life in purple. On our show today, we have a sought-after speaker, motivator, coach, and entrepreneur who inspires people to take charge of their life and teaches them how to take action on their dreams. Isaac Tolpin has over 30 years of experience being an innovator and entrepreneur. Being a huge family man, he is also involved in many different projects, including throwingboulders.com and Red jacketwest.com, refusing to waste time on achieving the world's definition of success. Isaac truly helps others build a better business. Welcome to the show, Isaac. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks uh, for having me. I'm excited to share some thoughts. I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, Isaac. Once again, I'm so excited that you're on the show. I've done some research on you, and you have a lot of value to offer to uh, the listeners, and I can't wait to share your story. So before we get into your tips for success, Isaac, I would love for you to share with us where you are from and how you got your start as an entrepreneur. Oh, absolutely. You know, it got started pretty young. You know, my dad was a carpenter by trade. And uh, instead of paying me allowance, he said, hey, why don't you take those scraps and build crafts and sell them? I grew up in a small town. And so at nine years old, I was building, you know, wooden boats that kids could play with and little gliders and things like that and sold them at farmer's markets. And I remember, you know, it was such a pivotal time to do something like that because if you learn how to make a profit at a young age, if you're wired that way, then it's an incredible experience. I remember my first $100 day in making profits, uh, you know, selling these crafts. So, and probably the greatest satisfaction, what really triggered me at a young age is not the product I built, but to be able to create something that people find joy using. And so the end in mind, really looking at how that impacts the end user was a big impact to me at a very young age. 
Okay, that's pretty impressive right there, Isaac, at nine years old. And so I probably would define that as an old soul. So your dad did a really good job teaching you the value of a product and the value of work. You have a very good work ethics. So I'm curious because I, like I said, at such a young age, who else inspired you? So your father taught you, but, but who else inspired you to even make those wooden toy boats and planes? Well, at a young age, you know, I'm not definitely not listening to motivational tapes or reading books really yet, you know, I, I, uh, too much, but, uh, I think it was just, um, you know, I got hooked on just creating something and, and, uh, you know, putting a card table up and, and selling the boats and doing that kind of thing. And I, I was in a very small town. I grew up in Port Towns and I think there's just not a lot going on there. And so, you know, I think my dad probably wanted to teach me those lessons, but he probably also didn't want to pay me allowance. Uh, but that's, that's trickled forward. I have seven kids and, um, we don't pay our kids allowance either. And it's just amazing how the good lessons in your life, either through bad experiences or good experiences can echo forward and create you know an incredible legacy through your own family. And so I've carried that forward. And, you know, I always am trying to teach my kids how to make profit and benefit from that as well. But I think, you know, you say entrepreneur for 30 years, and I suppose that's true if you count my nine years old uh, experiences. And then I kind of, you know, did some normal things for a while, but I never really fit into the job scene very well at all. Of course, I went to college and uh, then I got into uh, selling cutco at a very young age and quickly built an organization throughout Washington, Oregon, pretty close to out of college that was doing millions of dollars a year in revenue um, with, you know, physical office locations and so forth. And I've just, you know, I would say that I've just been really determined to have that freedom and independence, but at the same time, do something that actually contributes to the world in a meaningful way. So there's lots of ways to make money. And I think how you make your money is more important than how much money you make. And, you know, it's great to make a lot of money, but at the same time, how you make it is pivotal because that's how you're spending your time and how you spend your time is how you're spending your life. And so I've always been really uh, paying close attention to that. And I encourage everybody to pay close attention to how they're doing it because that creates their personal energy to contribute to the world and their personal lives and through their business. And it can't just be a widget that you're making. It can't just be a service you're providing. It's got to be something that's in alignment with who you are and your passions, interests, and, and, and what you're truly good at and gifted at. And I think if you line those up really well, uh, you're going to do well. And I've just, you know, I've been lucky enough. I'd say a little later in life, I've always been very purposeful at getting mentors around me, people that uh, are older than me, people that uh, have been down a path I admire and respect, people that have you know, wisdom, people that have already raised their kids and ran businesses. And, you know, I think it's very, very important, uh, even outside of your family, to really look for those mentors that you can glean wisdom from, that you can share anything with, that you've given permission to speak into your life. Um, I think that's foundational. I will say, though, those didn't come until more like 24 years of age and so forth. 
Isaac, your passion is coming through. And so Lip Talk Nation knows, like, if I'm not responding to you while you're talking, they know I'm shaking my head yes. I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) You gave a lot of things, and I really want to touch on a few things that you said. because So your dad inspired you, and you said maybe he didn't want to pay you an allowance, but he really taught you that good work ethic like you shared at the beginning. But you also said that you can learn from both good and bad experiences. And that sounds so simple, but I want Lip Talk Nation, the listeners, to grab a hold of that because our foundation is going from a negative mindset to a positive. And I want the listeners to understand that they can learn from everything. So you touched on that. Lip Talk Nation, take notes. And then you talked about getting a mentor, even reaching outside of your family, being purposeful. I love these things that you said because that's something that's a huge passion of mine as well, Isaac. So I feel the energy off of you. And then you also said, do something that can contribute to the world. It's how you make your money, not just to make money, but you want to contribute. And I love that you said that. So lots of pearls of wisdom right off the bat, Lip Talk Nation, that Isaac is sharing with you. So I want to pick your brain a little bit more, Isaac. I am so curious. Because you've been an entrepreneur for so long and you have several successful businesses, I would love for you to share with us what kind of obstacles that you've had to overcome to become who you are today, both as a family man and an entrepreneur? Uh, it's a great question. I think, you know, it probably come out as I'm talking, but I don't think of those obstacles really ever. And I think that's just a little bit uh, how I've trained my mind to work or maybe how I'm wired. I'm not sure, but uh, I kind of just keep moving forward is a mentality I've always had. But when I was younger, I did read tons of books you know, on leadership, on motivation, and uh, you know, including the good old book, the scriptures and so forth. And I just really poured a lot of wisdom into my mind uh, at a very young age and really purposeful to do things. And so I think that has really propelled me forward to not really focus on the obstacles, but of course, as you know, everybody that's successful has had the most obstacles. In fact, the more successful you are, I think everybody knows this, but it's good to say again, uh, the more successful you are, the more obstacles you're going to face. And I can think at a very young age, you know, with uh, parents separated, a lot of people can identify with that. And, you know, my mom was a waitress, two, two waitress jobs and wasn't around much. And so I kind of was raising myself, my sister and I, in a lot of ways in our younger years. And But that created a lot of independence. I remember going to fishing in Alaska when I was 15 and 16 during the summers. And, you know, most kids are playing in the summers. I was up in Alaska as a deckhand on a boat and, you know, full deckhand, you know, doing everything, uh, you know, adult would do as a deckhand and including running the ship when the skipper was sleeping. And so that was just incredible experience being up in Alaska at 15 and 16 and able to kind of do what I want and learn how to be independent and strong. And, and I think that those experiences kind of form who you are. I wouldn't, I, you know, I really, in the moment, really didn't like commercial fishing. I really didn't like those experiences. I remember feeling lonely and wanting to be back home with my friends and those kinds of things. But, you know, as I look today, I am so thankful that I had those tough experiences because um, they really taught me how to be independent and have strong work ethic and, and really believe. I also remember, you know, you know, growing up, it's like, I always kind of had this vision. I think vision is very important. I don't know what place that in me. Uh, but I remember always thinking I'd be a business owner. And I think it was partly because I was trading my hours 
for dollars in some of those early job experiences, which I don't talk a lot about, but I have had a few. I got fired from being a, a working at a pizza place when I was young. Um, you know, I have, have several of those employment experiences when I was very young, and I just remember trading hours for dollars just didn't make sense. I mean, you know, I was making whatever I was making back then, very small amount, but I would spend the same amount on my lunch that I made in an hour, and I'm like, wow, I'm really it's got to be a better way than this to actually contribute to the world and, and make profits. And so I, I just, you know, was really hooked on finding a way to bring value to the world. And I just remember too, and some people might feel this way here is I just didn't feel that valuable. So some of these things you might be going, wow, he had an interesting background and so forth. But a lot of that background was very lonely. I didn't feel that valuable when I was younger to the marketplace I wouldn't know how to put those words together back then, but, um, but I, but I, but at the same time, I had this conviction in me that I, I, I needed to not trade hours for dollars. I needed to bring value to the world that would pay me, you know, independent of the hours I showed up. And so, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know exactly where that wisdom was. Uh, you know, I remember I visited a, a uncle of mine in Venezuela when I was 17, uh, and he was a business owner and I was really attracted to that. Maybe that was one of those, one of those experiences that kind of triggered that too. But I always thought I'd be a business owner and I, and I pursued that. I went to college, finished college, but I never used the college. You know, I probably did, but it never really felt like it. And I just went into entrepreneurship right away. And I think it's been a lifelong, uh, process of, of providing for myself and providing value in the world. And I can think of, you know, from, you know, the technology company, uh, a lot of these things too are, are challenges you're experiencing that you want to solve. I think if you're in entrepreneurship, you want to look at where are those challenges you're experiencing, where, where are those passions you have and find that gap to fill and you can build something pretty dynamic. I think there's other challenges like being married, you know, younger years. She was 20. I was 24. I guess it's not too young, but uh, I was, I remember I was working seven days a week when we got married every single day. I was working extremely hard. And I just think that nurturing your marriage, even when you work hard is crucial. Looking back, I would have at least taken a day off, but you learn as you go. And then having our first child, you know, four months later, and we were planning to wait a couple of years, but that didn't happen. I'm so thankful now, but that was challenging then because I was building a business. I didn't have a lot of money at that point. I was recently out of college, just a year removed and, you know, building a life at a young age. And that can be very challenging. Some people don't nourish the most important things while they're hustling like that. And then they have regrets because uh, whatever you take for granted tends to disappear. And I think, I think that uh, a lot of people take the most important things for granted while they're very, very busy hustling to build um, their contribution in a work sense in the world. So there's a few things. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's a lot more challenges. I just don't think about them very much. I just really don't. I think that I had to conquer loneliness. I had to conquer, you know, not coming up, you know, being raised with money, um, you know, really, you know, initiating things and, and developing income and revenue, um, you know, the good old fashioned way. Oh my goodness, Isaac. Again, you gave us a lot to chew on. I'm reflecting on the things that you were saying and I, I really appreciate your perspective. I love your perspective, how you don't look at 
obstacles really as obstacles. And I've had, I've had several successful people tell me this. They keep moving forward. And I would love a Lip Talk Nation to um, catch on to what you pointed out as far as you having a vision. And that is very scriptural, even where there is no vision that people perish. And so I love that about you. And I love that drive. But also what you had to conquer, you said your parents split up and it created a sense of independence in you because you decided to go fishing in Alaska at age 15 and 16, even running the ship. And that's pretty impressive right there. And you had to conquer loneliness and, and getting married, not necessarily what we think as a young age, but then having a child early and you're working, working, working. And I, I love how you stay persistent throughout your whole life and, and you're not really looking at it as um, you, you thought you have value necessarily when you were younger, but you stayed persistent and persistence is paying off and you get to share your wisdom and you get to share your experience with those who are looking. Many of the listeners are looking for that hope, for that glimpse of something tangible and you just gave a lot of tangible nuggets for people to do, Isaac. So thank you for that. So now I'm I, I want to know because now you have seven children, which by the way, congrats, that's, that's a lot of love going around in your family, but how do you balance uh, work and family? Do you have any tips for people who are looking to do the same? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, think of it as capacity. Children and family is capacity training, uh, especially while you're building your business or doing the work you, you do. Um, I think that it's hard to see ahead. It's hard to see yourself maybe having your first kid or maybe after you've had your first kid having your second kid because you're so busy and, or that you, wow, could I have a, a third or, you know, and, and nourish the marriage and, and keep the work or the business going. Um, and I think it's, I think it's capacity, you know, it's capacity training. The more you take on that are good things. I think we probably teach our kids, those that have kids, you know, if it's a good thing, then we don't quit. We persevere and we accomplish those things, but you have to evaluate. Is it a good thing? Is this a good thing for us? And if it is, then we need to rise up. So many people rise up in their work, but forget to rise up leading the families. And I think that's a catastrophe in America. And, and when you don't show up to your family, it will corrupt the eloquence, the expertise, the brilliance that you bring to your business as well, or to your work, to your contribution, because you want to live an integrated life. And what I mean by that is it's very important to be integral. That word is used a lot, but it really comes from, to bring back the wood from carpenter days, uh, you know, integrity comes from a solid piece of wood has integrity. If there's no weakness, if there's no knots that cause it to break or to be brittle in certain parts, uh, high integrity wood is solid throughout. And I think of that a high integrity individual is solid throughout all aspects of their life. They're not just this incredible success over here in business or in their work, but they're in incredible success over here in their family. So I think it's having a right perspective of that and not neglecting a lot of people and I've done this before, I've done it many times, which is, okay, I will start spending time with my family when I make X amount. I will start spending time with my family once I am able to buy my house and, and invest a certain amount and these kinds of things. And there, is, there really is no someday. You're developing habits all the time that will echo into the future and will echo way into the future through your kids and how they behave towards their children. So I think it's having a perspective of legacy. 
I think, you know, early on, my wife and I uh, developed a belief through the mentors we we're around and so forth and in reading and personal development, but just a belief that there's no greater impact you probably will have than the impact you have through your children, because that affects generations. What you're doing and your work and so forth, you know, businesses come and go, whether you're working for a company or you own a company, businesses come and go and seldom do they outlast you. But your children will outlast you because they're going to have children, they're going to have children, they're going to have children. So having a longer term vision uh, takes being selfless. It takes not just focusing on yourself. We're all selfish to a degree. But the more selfless you can become uh, every year you grow older, the more successful and the right kind of success I think you'll become and your priorities will be in the right direction. So really have a legacy mindset for your work contributions, but also for your family contributions. And remember, whatever you set priority to, you will find a way and find the time to make happen. If it's a priority to deliver and be there as a leader for your family, then no matter how tired you are, you will rise up. Just no matter how tired you are, when you go into a meeting, you will rise up for that meeting. Well, why don't we rise up when we're tired at the end of the day for our families or during the day or whatever part of the day? You know, it's because we take for granted the things that are closest to us. But you probably will say, well, my family is most important. Well, how does that reflect in your actual actions? You know, so it's so funny because the things we actually, if we really are honest with ourselves, find secondarily most important, we rise up to and give our best to because we're not as close to it. So whatever we're closest to, we take for granted. I think that's an important thing uh, to not do and to recognize and go, okay, what is the vision for my family? What is the vision for us as a couple? Are you visioneering together? I think another really important thing, if there's people that, who are entrepreneurs on here, is to really make decisions with your significant other. To go on a date and not just always just have fun, that's good too. We do that, but you've also got to have times where you visioneer together. You visioneer with people around you and work. Why wouldn't you visioneer with your spouse? Why wouldn't you guys visioneer together and write notes in a journal and make plans and go through the, you know, the different things in your life, which is, you know, family, finance, uh, you know, business, uh, I can't think of them all right now, health, you know, all these different things. Why not go through those things and rate where you're at in these different areas and then create vision together what you want to accomplish. I I can think of many times I was going to go, I felt called to go after something really big, really big in business. And I always would bring it back to my wife and go, hey, here's an opportunity I think we can go after. Here's the sacrifices I see. What other sacrifices do you see? Getting their mindset on things too is crucial because two are better than one. So, and then go, hey, is this worth the sacrifice? Do we want to make this decision together? And you know what? When you bring things to your spouse that way, they are unbelievably supportive, I've found. And it's really important because there will be incredible challenges. The bigger the things you want to accomplish, the bigger the challenges will be there. So you just have to, from the beginning, know there's going to be significant challenges ahead if you're trying to do something bigger than you've ever done before. And if you don't have the support of your significant other from the beginning, if you guys did not make that decision together, then later on when it gets challenging, they will not be your advocate necessarily. They will say things like, I told you so, or why did you do this? Or, you know, if you lose money on something, hey, you know, that was foolish. You lost us money or whatever the case may be. And the number one advocate you want, the greatest decision you'll ever make is who you spend your life with as your significant other. And I think as your spouse, and I think that, 
you know, we don't nourish that the right way. And as business people and entrepreneurs so often, um, we don't get started with that in the right way. Now, it's not too late. Like if you haven't done that from the beginning of some big decisions, hey, go get together and visioneer and strategize together and, you know, maybe apologize for some of those things that you didn't uh, decide together on. Oh my goodness. So you just gave us a lot more to soak on. I'm, I continue. I wish you could see my notes right now, Isaac. You said something at the beginning of this answer that I want Lip Talk Nation to remember. And it's that question because I wanted to know how we can balance work and family time. And you said, uh, think of it as a capacity, you know, think of it as a legacy, leaving it, um, your children outlive you. But you said, let's ask this question. Is this a good thing as you move forward in your your family is this a good thing if you when you move forward in your business and I would love for the listeners to write down that question is this a good thing and I hear what you're saying is that you guys don't got to talk about it you guys have to create the visions together as well you and your your wife your spouse you got to get together and create those visions because like you said you need their support vice versa you need others support and I find that so true Isaac so true because if you don't make that decision with your spouse they can come back to you if something does come challenging they can come back and like you said say I told you so and that's exactly what we don't want to happen as people who believe in people and are advocates to see others succeed and so I cherish those words that you just said um, right now you know be thankful for the tough experiences and and um, it is a lifelong process so again Lip Talk Nation you might have to rewind that answer and take some more notes on that one Isaac that was really good thank you so I know that one of your expertises and I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing in your business as well is digital learning. So this is a new phenomenon to me too, is is the electronic world, digital world. So for someone new to the online world and overwhelmed with so many options on how to get started and promote their business, I know that you offer something very unique. So I'm curious of how user-friendly your program is and what is it and what sets you apart from others. Oh yeah, thank you. You know, it's I really see a space. And again, I'm always looking for opportunities to have a big impact on people. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting. I'm not necessarily a tech person per se, but I have an incredible co-founder in uh, the, you know, the latest product we just came out with called conveyor.com. And it is incredible to be able to build your own mobile learning digital products or courses or whatever you want to call them, but to be able to put content together in a way that people want to receive content today. The e-learning industry is over $100 billion is taking off, yet every single direction you go, whether it's Udemy or it's what MIT and Harvard put together, uh, you know, edX.org, is they're trying to figure out why people don't aren't retained in this learning. And, you know, I'm about impact and I want people with brilliant information uh, to be able to scale that impact out there because there's, it's one thing to do, you know, coaching or speaking or, or those kinds of things and get paid for that. And that's great. If that's what you love to do, I do some of that, but what's really important uh, is to have leverage. Again, I never want to just trade hours for dollars only. Sometimes that's okay. If you're passionate about it, no problem. But you want to create a scalable business. So we created something that enables you in a very short period of time to create a digital product in a way that people want to receive it through their mobile device. So mobile learning is where everything's converging, I believe. And it's like a Snapchat world. It's a YouTube world. And so the ability 
to shoot short videos, even just with your iPhone, and shoot short videos and put them together in an engagement format where people have two-way communication is crucial. One-way communication would be just to shoot videos and let people watch them or to email out uh, a string of videos and charge for them or could we call it a lead magnet or write an ebook and call it a lead magnet. But that's one-way communication. And what if you could create an automated experience where they truly feel a high touch reaction from you and others taking, uh, going through that content. And so what we created is, you know, the ability to put a poll or a multiple choice question after your video or, or these kinds of things in a beautiful mobile portal. So it's delivered to their phone. And then instead of notifying them through emails that never get looked at anymore, email is definitely dying. Uh, to be able to notify people there's a new piece of content or to get back into the, the digital product through text messaging. On the other side of it, we see a revolution in the way people are communicating. Uh, as email is going down, uh, you know, it's hard, right? Because even if you do your MailChimp or Infusionsoft campaigns with email and so forth, which is important still, oftentimes experts and people with you know things they want to share with their with their database and grow their database they have epiphanies they have thoughts and it's an uncurated world what i mean by that is people no longer want your really highly polished videos necessarily there's a place for that corporate training you know higher education maybe where you know you know level of professionalism could be important but what we're seeing is a larger draw to the content that's raw that kind of rhymed. That was interesting. <laughs> but uh, a larger draw to that content that is not highly polished, or sometimes where you're holding your phone up and they see your arm holding it and you're sharing a thought with them and sending them a video to, you know, uh, you know just putting your, your phone on a stand and shooting a video, a few videos that are short. It's a bite-sized content world. If you want people to actually implement it's got to be short video. It's got to be straight to the point. You got to give really good, powerful content and you've got to create two-way communication with a poll where they can see how everybody else is engaging with content, with currency, like giving them points and a leaderboard so they can see how they're doing. And it's got to be through the mobile. It's got to be through text message. And then at the same time, the number one part of your database you want to build, I believe moving forward, and you may have never heard this before, but I think it'll make sense to you, is not your email addresses. It's your cell phone numbers. The number one part of your database is opted in cell phone numbers. Well, how do you do that? Well, in Conveyor, you can create lead magnets with your content that capture cell phone numbers and they get distributed that content through text messages with links into the mobile portal. In addition, you can break down your database as you build your cell phone numbers into dynamic groups. So from the fly of your phone, you can just hold your phone up, you could shoot a quick video, and you could text 500 people or 1,000 people or 50 people or one person. It doesn't matter. But you could put their first name in a text message, and it simultaneously sends to 1,000 people and shoot a video real quick. And in just a couple minutes, shoot a video and send a text message to 1,000 people. Now, it comes into their inbox um, instead of an app on the other end. I think that's incredibly important for personalization because people are starving for personalized, authentic communication. Regardless of this product, I'm teaching you some points as you productize your content that are invaluable. Here's the things I've learned. It's got to be personal. It's got to be authentic. Um, and it's got to be short and to the point and interactive. And so now you can just have that. You can really turn these followers into raving fans overnight. I have uh, a friend of mine. He's a celebrity on uh, I think it's called Small People, Big World, the TLC show, the reality show. Uh, Jeremy and Audrey Roloff, married couple, they're incredible. Um, and they're, they, um, 
are using Conveyor. Uh, and if you go to beating50percent.com, their website's a marriage site. If you want a great marriage site, it's fantastic. A pop-up will appear there uh, to take a seven-day marriage challenge, and it's free. And that's powered by Conveyor. And what they said is in the first week, they got over, you know, I think 10,000 phone numbers and people engaging with it. Uh, and, and Jeremy was just telling me, he was sitting with me and he's like, that turned my followers into absolute believers overnight. And so it's just powerful. So think about ways you can create that two-way communication, authentic, personalized communication. And that's really where I'm spending, we're seeing unbelievable traction with that. People are signing up like crazy, uh, you know, we have the free trial thing like most software companies, but, you know, we have a 95% conversion to paying. And um, I really think it's a game changer because at the end of the day, if somebody texts you a personal text message that you're following, that is super powerful. That is like everybody sees it. And if you're able to give them content in a way that's easy for them to consume and just on their phone, they're actually going to consume it. And so we've been really changing the game with that. It's been a lot of fun. And around that, I have IsaacTolpin.com. And that's just, you know, kind of my platform where I'm talking about things like build more than a business. And, you know, I work with a lot of leaders and executives and so forth because so many people sacrifice what's most important um, for what's secondarily important, but very important too, which is their business. And so how do you build more than a business through your business, create a movement through your business that everybody's attracted to that has a bigger purpose and how do you do that through your family as well so those are kind of the projects that i'm working on and super passionate about right now oh i definitely hear the energy and the passion you just gave me a lot of things that i went aha oh yes that makes sense i didn't think of it that way especially in this digital world of text messaging how important would it be like you said to get a message from someone that you are following and then to personalize it and talk to to you directly, talk to your supporter directly. I love that. And I um, would love to pick your brain more on that, but I got to continue moving on. But oh my goodness, I'm sure that um, a lot of the listeners, Isaac, are are business people. They're direct sales companies, you know, network marketing companies who are really going to be intrigued by what you just talked about. So um, I want to continue moving on though. I know that you are a huge passionate person and believing in people. And one of my favorite things that you say is that people are starving for the authentic leader that communicates shared meaning. I would love for you just briefly uh, expand on this a little bit more and why you believe this is important. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Trust. Let's just talk about trust for a second. You guys all know this, but trust is automatically not there, you know, for leaders and for businesses today. Uh, there's so much corruption in the world and we're exposed to everything happening real time with social media. And so it's just like, you know, how can you trust people? And even if they're good leaders and they're doing good things, it's you, you, there's kind of an automatic subconscious thing, I think, in people today of just not trusting people. Um, and that's unfortunate, but it's real. So how do you deal with that? Well, I believe every single day you're either building trust, gaining trust, or losing trust. There's no status quo with trust with people. And so and, and what, can ha- what happens in one day could lose all your momentum over several months of building trust with people. And so as a leader, I think it's incredibly important, whether it's a leader of employees or whether you're leading people online uh, or even leading your family, dealing with your teenagers and things like that. It's very important that you have authentic, transparent communication, that you're really careful not to be a hypocrite. 
And there's so many ways we can look like a hypocrite and not even mean to. Sometimes it's hardest for visionaries, people that are wired to be really relational and visionary people, which a lot of people on here probably are, because we think and talk off the cuff. And it's very easy to set a vision for a group of people or an organization and then just kind of be talking because you learn through talking your ideas out, uh, talking about another direction, but really you were just processing and people around you don't know that. So be aware of that. That's really important. Only process with people to understand your processing out loud. And sometimes you might want to say that. Otherwise, they can think you're shifting your vision and you can lose trust. I think another thing is the integrated leader, which I mentioned before, which I don't need to talk a lot about because I talked about it. But you know, if you're different in your personal life than you are in your business life, they will see right through it. People can feel it. You don't even have to say the wrong thing. People can feel that lack of integrity of being a whole person. Uh, if you're different in your business than you are with your family, your family will feel that lack of integrity uh, with you. Your teenagers won't follow you uh, once they get that age. So it's just really important. I think you know you got to stand for something. If you don't stand for something, you're not going to be able to lead a movement that's, uh, that attracts people, even in your family or in your business. Remember, you're leading a movement through your family too. You're setting vision. You're, you're, what does is, what is your last name stand for? If I asked your children right now, what does your last name stand for? What would they say? If you ask your employees right now, what is this business? What is this business about? At the core, what are you guys really about? What would they say? Would they say it's about profit? It's not bad to make profit. But I think you want your employees to say something different. Would your children say, we're about discipline? Discipline's not bad, but is that really the vision you want for your children? So, so really think about that. And I think that people are starving for that authentic leader. Well, maybe you need to get some feedback. You need to ask 10 people, all different kinds of people. I really want your feedback. Maybe you need to do an anonymous survey of people at work and get that real honest feedback because we get so many blind spots. We don't even know where we're hypocritical. We don't even know where we're losing it. I remember it's, you know, somebody that really cares about, you know, teaches on, you know, maybe gluten-free living and then, you know, uh, and how bad it is and then gets caught eating gluten. And, and, and maybe that's too high of a standard, but you just think about where you might be hypocritical in the things you say, because none of us are perfect. And I think that the more real, and honest we are with those around us, the more people are like, oh man, I can trust them. I want to learn from them. They're not too distant from me. I feel like they're approachable. And I think you have to be accessible. It's one of the reasons we made conveyors because you leaders need to be accessible today. Even if they aren't always right there for them, if you're able to connect with people and share real-time what you're thinking and what's happening and, and let people on the inside a little bit or a lot, it goes really, really far. So just remember you're really losing trust with your family and the people around you that you influence or you're gaining trust. There's no like, I'm just trustworthy. Lip Talk Nation, what a fantastic word, a valuable word, that word trust, Isaac. I am so glad that you pointed this out, it, and I love your answer. You said that we're either building, gaining, or losing trust. I'm going to repeat it again, Lip Talk Nation, building, 
gaining or losing trust. That's what people are doing. And people are looking for that authentic leader. So you have to stay consistent in every area of your life. I love how you said you got to ask for feedback. Check and see what your blind spots are. Even when you talked about gluten-free, people are huge on gluten-free and then they go and eat it. And it's not petty to me because that's the standard that I want in a person. I want consistency. I know I'm just being vulnerable here as well is that I look for that. And and it's so important that you uh, also pointed out the way that people process information, especially those visionaries. So I am a visionary and I am and like exactly what you said. You have to know the people that you are processing information when we are speaking out loud. And, and I'm a huge fan of speaking out loud here at Life in Purple because we can figure things out when we do that, especially for visionaries. So Isaac, so much valuable information, especially on that word trust, building gaining or losing trust lip talk nation there you go isaac thank you so much for sharing your story and being vulnerable with us and now it's time to move to the part of the show where we get to know you on a fun level we call this our lightning round isaac the questions are simple easy to answer just answer the first thing that comes to your mind isaac are you ready yeah yeah here we go if you could have a superpower what would it be uh i would like to see the future Ooh, see the future. How do you like your coffee? Oh, I like it just a little bit of cream, but uh, I'm moving towards black though. I'm, you know, as I get older, it's starting to become more simple. More simple. That's a great answer. I like it. All right. What's your most embarrassing moment? Oh, and I didn't read these beforehand. I should have. I'm most em- <laughs> <laughs> My most embarrassing moment. I think, oh, the first time in a professional environment doing public speaking and my boss, not he wasn't a boss, but my mentor was behind me laughing his head off because I was so bad. Whoa. Wow. I guess we all have to have those moments as we get into the world. Oh, I can imagine. Okay. I feel that for you right there. Lip Talk Nation. You probably feel it too. Oh my goodness, Isaac. Thank you for sharing that with us. What is your favorite sport? Rugby. I think. I don't play it, but I, I, I admire those guys. Rugby. I love your perspective on life, Isaac. That's really good. What is one thing you can't live without? My wife, children, faith. Uh, I, that's three things, but yeah. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lip Talk Nation, I want you to all say, ah. Uh, see, that's a great answer right there. Brownie points, dude, right there. <laughs> okay, favorite color. <laughs> uh, What's your favorite color? Favorite color right now, I would say, is orange. Ooh, orange. I love it. That's It changes. Yeah. Oh, I understand this so it, well. It changes, yeah. you know? That's awesome. My son's yeah. favorite color is, is orange, and so it's a happy color. Oh, uh, well, thank you so much. Yeah, right? It's so boom, orange people. <laughs> thank you. Isaac, for your laugh and for your passion and for sharing fun facts about you. And truly, you are an inspiring person and, and a fun person. So do you have any final words of encouragement for the listeners who feel stuck in their business but want to make a difference in people's lives? I would say that you can't count on anybody to believe in you to the level you need to believe in you. Remember, if you're relying on others to build your confidence around you, then you're probably never going to lift off and do the things that you fear. And remember, fear, we're not supposed to fear anything. And I'll just leave you something that's a little strange to think about. It's from my faith, but the more you fear people, 
the less you fear God in a good way, there's two different kinds of fear. The more you fear God, the less you fear people. And so when I say fear God, that is a respect for the authority of the higher power in your life in a good way. But the stronger you are in that direction, you're not supposed to. We're not called to fear anything in this world. We're not supposed to fear anything, but we all do. But the less you fear, the more you accomplish things. And the less you rely on others to build your confidence, you have to be your biggest raving fan. Oh, well said, Isaac. I am a huge fan uh, on what you just said to also believe in yourself. And I think people can get caught up in loving yourself is wrong and it's not. And I say the purest definition of you loving yourself is you believing in yourself and taking care of you. And I love your faith-based answer as well. Um, his perfect love is casting out fear. So I'm going to leave it at that, Isaac. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I feel like we just touched the tip of the iceberg with all that you are doing and all that you have to offer. But I would love for you to share with us where we can find out more about you. I know you mentioned it previously, but uh, where can we find out more about you and the projects that you are involved with? Yeah, IsaacTolpin.com. Or you can just Google my name. I'm Isaac Tolpin on social media. And you can go to conveyour.com, C-O-N-V-E-Y-O-U-R.com to see um, the Nimble messaging and uh, mobile learning product. Ah, beautiful. This is so awesome, exciting. I can't wait to share this with life and purple people. So that's my Lip Talk Nation. There you go. IsaacTolpin.com to find out more about him. ConveyYour.com. It has been a pleasure, like I said, Isaac, to have you on the show. So thank you so much once again for spending time with us at Life in Purple, where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer. It's been a pleasure hearing your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experience. Lip Talk Nation, if you have enjoyed today's episode, or any of our previous episodes, I would love to hear from you. And if you haven't had a chance to download my new ebook yet, How to Face Your Fears and Live a Life with Passion, go to liptalklearn.com and you can download it for free. And you also get a workbook that is included, which is a $29 value normally. So go ahead and visit liptalklearn.com and download it for free. If you're an iPhone user, go on over to iTunes and leave a friendly review. And for Android users, send me a quick email to laura at laurasprague.com. We appreciate you and we'll see you soon. And as always, what you say is what you become.